Hello, and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence and Holy Family in Duluth, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Daniel Rota, and I will be your host. And with me is Father Eli Gieske. Uh Thank you for joining us today, Father. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great to be back on my second episode here with you. It's It's been a joy. Yeah, well, you know... Uh, you had su- su- such a funny homily last weekend that I think we'll have to keep you around. Oh, man. Yeah. It's high. Uh, I'm not usually very funny, so I was thinking about that after. I was like, people were actually laughing. That That's good in the moment, but then it's like, that's a lot of pressure to keep that up, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if, if anybody missed it, you can go onto our Facebook page. There's a recording of it there. Mm-hmm, yeah. well, I guess the whole Mass, but you can go to, you know, skip, skip it to his homily. Yeah. That's the most important part of mass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, so it was, uh, it was pretty funny. He had a lot of people laughing. So, uh, how are you doing? Good. Yeah, it's been good. It's been uh, so. What has it been? Uh, a week and a few, uh, more than a week. So yeah, I guess two weeks as of t- or well, tomorrow, tomorrow will be, be two, two weeks. weeks yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. No, it's been good. Settling in, meeting people. Um, yeah, it's 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 good. It's a it's a weird time to meet people because of COVID. I think, you know, people are wearing masks or they are not coming to mass or they're just like, you know, it's always the awkward thing. Do you shake hands or elbow thing or whatever? So that part is weird. It's weird yeah. to meet people, but it's good. A lot of good people here. I'm finding so that's good. Yeah, great. Um, well, if you're not sick of it yet, we're we're happy to have you. So yeah, no, thanks. No, <laughs> I'm I'm excited. So. Um, well, uh, Father, could you open us in a prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Loving Father, we give you thanks for this opportunity to, to get together and just to, to banter a little bit. And we thank you for the work that you're doing in us and in, in the parishes here and in the church in Duluth, the Diocese of Duluth, all our parishes. We ask you, Lord, to bless us and help us to carry out your will in our daily lives as individuals and also as as the communities of Holy Family and St. Lawrence, we just ask you to, to guide us and, and strengthen our, our ties to you um, as we make our daily journey each and every day. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, in the in the past we've kind of you know kind of had this little uh, what's going on, uh, you know, in the parishes just for our kind of local community. Yeah. Um, so kind of bringing that back, um, is there anything that's going on this week that we need to to highlight or, sure, or talk sure. about? Yeah. Well, there's a few things that have have happened and are happening. Um, I think we had three funerals already since I've been here, but I have not done a single one of them. Father Bill Fighter did one, Father Rich Kuntz did one, and Father Foster did one and father tom foster and so that's been that's kind of unusual to have that many guest priests do funerals but i think in a time of transition that's not unusual and in duluth i think probably more often than not that happens because people have a relationship with the priest or they they're you know as we move around we get to know certain people and so sometimes you know all of them would have touched these lives at a certain point and so it it made sense for them to celebrate the funeral with those families so anyway uh that's a sort of natural part of parish life is funerals. I don't know. Most of us probably aren't too cued into them because we don't attend them on a daily basis, but in any given week, it's not unusual to have a funeral at a, at a parish or in a cluster. So that's been happening. Nothing on the horizon here, but you never know that can change any moment. Um, 
We have a, a wedding coming up. So we had a wedding last, was it last week? Two weeks. I think the first week yeah. I was here, that Friday, mm-hmm. or maybe it was a Saturday. I think it was on the Saturday. Um, and this Friday, I have a funeral. It'll be my first wedding here. Um, yeah, I forget the bride's name, but Jonathan, I think, is the, the groom. So I'm excited to, to celebrate their wedding. I haven't met them yet. I've talked to Jonathan on the phone. Um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping I'm getting the right name. Might be somebody else, but <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So that's exciting, and uh, that's coming up. Um, what else? I don't know if there's any other big things happening. We had a meet and greet last weekend, which was nice to get a chance to meet some of the people after the masses. So we did after the six p.m. and after the eleven p.m. or a.m. and uh, so that was fun. Yeah, it's it's great to meet people. It's one of those things you got. I got to meet them a lot of times before I can pick up on their names or have a real conversation with them. So just seeing them is not enough for me. I need to engage in a conversation, maybe go to their house. These things help me to know the person. So, um, but yeah, uh, I think that those are the things that I'm aware of. I don't know. Is there anything that I'm missing um, that you're aware of? Not off the top of my head. Um, I guess one uh, one thing that comes to mind is uh, the, the women's group, uh, oh, Wings. Yes, um, I've heard of this. They are starting to do um, a fa- uh, a rosary on our uh, Facebook page nice. Monday through Thursday, oh. I believe at 6.30 p.m. Wow, Monday so, through Thursday, that's great. Yeah, so that was something in, in May we did a rosary um, live on our Facebook page every day, wow. um, w- which was great, and a lot of people um, tuned in for it. So cool. so a, a, a lot of the of the women went to kind of start that back up, and nice. they've kind of taken ownership of it, So which yeah. is great. So yeah. Um, So yeah, so that's something that they're – they're gonna be doing, and I'm not totally sure if what the timeline is. If it's gonna, you know, maybe it's just gonna be. Well, we'll see how long we do it for, yeah, or yeah, yeah. or what that is. But um, but yeah. th- that'll be that'll be great. Yeah, communal rosaries are great, and it's actually I've I've already thought that because I love when we pray the rosary right before mass on the weekends. It's just a great practice. I don't know if that it sounds like that has been the practice to some degree here. Depending yeah, on I which I, mass. I think it has been at Holy Family. Okay, I. I'm not sure if that has been um, at, at happening Lawrence, yeah. at St. Lawrence. Okay. Well, that's so. that's something I'd like to see. We'll see how that goes, you know. But uh, yeah, that's uh, praying the rosaries. I was good, you know. Uh, I love the the idea of just meditating with our mother, asking her intercession. Um, it's a good time to bring forward petitions as you're praying. That so yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah, wings is women in God's God? service. God's service. I, wings. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's women in God's service. Okay, if one if we're wrong, one of you women have to yeah. correct us. Yeah, so. we'll get fact checked. Yes. <laughs> um, I, the only I guess one thing that it was announced last weekend, and uh, has kind of made its way around, but we're changing our daily mass times. Right. So that that's one big thing. Big, is big news here at St. Lawrence and Holy Family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, here, here you'll, you'll hear all about it, but um, we're. So um, there's going to be no daily mass on Mondays because right. Father's taking that day off. Yeah. And then so Tuesday at a Holy Family is going to be a noon mass. And then Wednesday at St. Lawrence, we're keeping the noon mass. Yeah. Then Thursday at Holy Family, we're keeping the 8 a.m. mass. Yeah. And then Friday at St. Lawrence is going to be an 8 a.m. mass. Yeah. It's actually a lot of changes, isn't it? Only two of the masses of the five that were going on stayed the same. Is that right? It's a big change. Yeah. Big C change. Hopefully, hopefully it'll be okay. Yeah, and we also have confessions before the two noon masses. So, Correct. Uh, 
yeah, so that's something. I would love to see confessions before every daily mass just because, you know, it's, you never know when somebody's going to need it. So um, that's something I I did in my last parish. So someday we'll see. Um, but for now, got a couple options there. Yeah, so. yeah. So, you know, been here two weeks and already making changes. I know. <laughs> Not always the most prudent thing. Well, well, I guess we'll talk about that. But yeah. Maybe that's a good segue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was um, joking with Father Eli last week that it's like, you know, if there's anything right now that this community is used to, I think it's change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's just been so much change yeah. lately, um, which which isn't always a bad thing. Right. You know, right. there's you know a, fam- a famous quote that I, I get, maybe not a famous quote. I don't know. But I can't remember who said it. But it's like people don't hate change. They hate transition. Uh, you know, yeah. I haven't heard the exact phrasing, but I've heard several that are similar to that. So, yeah, that totally makes sense to me. And. Yeah, I'm, I was feeling it. Um, I'm kind of on the other side of it now. Being here is good, but knowing that I was coming here and leaving my my former parish was was a challenge. So, but yeah, yeah. Well, and and that's you know that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, it's kind of just like what goes into a change of leadership, specifically mm-hmm. within parishes, parish within life, yeah. parish life, uh, because it is something that I mean we all have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to varying degrees, you yeah, know, because, yeah. um, you know, thinking about it, I, I went to school for management, so um, we, we were talking about this last week, too, like, I went to, a, like, I had a class in college that was just called Managing Change, hmm. um, which I don't remember a ton of, a ton from, but I do remember we used to watch Kitchen Nightmares all the time with the... Uh, Is that a show? Uh, yeah, it was, it was a show, had uh, Gordon Ramsay, who, I don't know, he's one professional chef who just yells at everybody. Uh. Okay. And so, like, it was really entertaining, but I don't, I don't know if how good it was, like, for our education, but it was entertaining. <laughs> um, but um, but kind of every time that there's a change in leadership, there, like, kind of requires a change in culture mm-hmm. just because, um, like, that just happens. Yeah. Like, it's it's the effect from the cause. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so That's fascinating. I guess, like, what what from your end, like, like what did the, the process kind of look like for you? Yeah. Well, so far, yeah, um... So I've changed assignments twice now. Once when I was an associate to becoming a pastor, and now uh, from a pastor to another place to be a pastor. Um, first time, I kind of expected I knew it was coming. Um, I, it had been three years, and that's kind of like, you know, as an associate priest, you kind of, if, if you get three years, that's pretty good. Um, so I knew it was coming, so I was kind of ready for it, and I was ready to try to to learn about pastoring, there's a lot of questions I had and fears and anxieties and things like that. But it wasn't it was a pretty smooth transition, I would say. Um, and I would say that this time, too, it's been a smooth transition in the sense that it's gone well. But it it was hard. It was really hard to leave. Um, I I didn't expect it. I didn't see it coming. So when I got the call from Father Jim that I would be coming here, I I, I was like, whoa, Heck, that, that caught me by surprise and. You know, I had a week where I had to just keep it in. I didn't, I couldn't share with anybody. And, um, you know, I was going over to people's houses and, and, I don't know, just randomly they'd say things like, well, we're so glad you're here and that you're going to be here for a long time. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, about that. Like, I couldn't say anything. But, yeah, so, I mean, just the the, the process of saying goodbye was kind of exhausting. It was great. I, I tried to see as many people as I could, and we had some get-togethers as a par- on the parish level for what we could. I mean, again, COVID is a weird time to do that, but we did what we could. Um, and so it, it was 
on the one hand, very affirming because it helped me to see, like, wow, these people do love me and I love them. Uh, and on the other hand, it was it was very painful because of that same thing. So, um, but and and just you know, all the loose ends that you leave, you know, you think, oh, I thought I was going to get that, or I thought I was going to get that figured out, or I thought we were going to kind of put that thing to rest or whatever, and then you just got to hand it off to the next guy. So Father Anthony Craig, who followed me out there, uh, he came down, and this is pretty t- typical, he came down to take a visit, and we drove all around. The properties out there are kind of dispersed over a wide area, so we spent a day driving and talking and just kind of sharing thoughts, and then I put together a bunch of notes for him, um, and, you know, we've we've had several conversations even since I've been here just to kind of check in on different things that come up, like, oh, I forgot to mention that, or how about this, or, you know, so um, we were in the midst of selling property, uh, we were in the midst of selling two different properties from two different parishes, um, kind of in the midst of maybe doing a, a, a building project, so there was a lot of things going on that kind of just it's you know to have change in the middle of it is a is a not impossible but it's it's a challenge um so for me coming here i came the day that if you are familiar the ordination for matt miller to the priesthood i came up that day a little early and came with father ryan met a few of the staff i think i met you that day Mm -hmm. you and karen were there i think daryl was in the office too that, that morning um i don't know if steph was around too but anyway, met a few of the staff, went down to Holy Family, saw the place, met the sisters, actually had quick lunch with their sisters before we had to take off. But um, so that's good. You know, it's always, it's good to meet your, the people that you're going to be working with. And here there's a lot more staff than the previous place. So I was kind of like, oh my gosh, I have to be more of a manager, I guess, yeah. or, or more of a leader in that sense. Whereas before it was just kind of go do your thing. Um, you know, the, 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 I had a part-time secretary, part-time bookkeeper, uh, three-quarter time, um, maintenance guy and a DRE. So, and then a few people that cleaned the church. So it was pretty, pretty small compared to here. So, um, but it's been good. I, uh, I feel like there's, again, kind of a lot to learn just in terms of what is the culture here. You talked about culture change, um. And it's kind of natural because the leader is different. There's going to be that. Uh, part of me is like, I want to understand what is the culture here and not necessarily just conform to it right away, but try to understand why is it that way? Is it good? Um, what can I bring? How do I fit into it? So I have a lot of questions too. And that's just going to take time, I think. Um, it's nice here we have staff meetings. I didn't have staff meetings at my other place. So like here you can kind of get everybody on the same page at the same time, even if it doesn't take that long, the meetings are shorter. Um, so that's good. I like that. Um, yeah, what else? For me, um, you know, uh, I think I, at least at this point in my life, adjust fairly easily. So change is like, okay, I got to do it. I just got to surrender that and, and be okay with it. And um, that's been a something I'm, I've always said, Every year the priests get a little eval or whatever you want to call it. You can there's like three little spots on it. You can say, "I'm happy where I am and I want to stay. I'm happy where I am, but I'm willing to move," or "I'm not happy and I want to move." And I think there's a fourth option of like, "I want to do special ministry," which would be like hospital or 
chaplaincy or something like that. And I've always said I always want to check number two. You know, I'm happy where I am, but I'm willing to move. That's that's my goal is to always be able to say that. And here was an opportunity to say yes, and it was hard, hard but I, th- I think that obedience is, is a good thing, and that's partly what we are called to as priests, at least as diocesan priests. So anyway, that was a long answer. Yeah. That, any any feedback on that? Yeah, well, <laughs> I think that's great because I think it's just you know, the normal reaction is either like, okay, no, I like it here, like I want to stay here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think being able to kind of click that number two, mm-hmm. like even just for um, – you know, people who aren't priests and just in like their daily life. Cause it's like, yeah, like mm-hmm. we can be happy where we are, but God might still be calling us to something else, even right. though we are content and happy with where we are. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I think that's so true. I think a lot of times our, our, the most growth that we experience is when we are challenged in a way that we're a little uncomfortable, um, to, to, to step out of our box a little bit. I know that's for my, for my experience, that's, that's definitely the case when, when I've grown the most is when I've had to trust more in God or or be stretched in some way. So I think I talked about that my first weekend here, but yeah. Yeah, and, and sometimes it's easier. I guess I don't know if this makes sense, but it's easier to trust God when we like when we're not in a great place because mm-hmm. you're yeah. like, Lord, like like I need your help. You know, we kind of kind of like just lean on Him more yeah. naturally. Yeah. And so kind when we no are choice in a sense. Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> when we're in like a spot, we're like, Hey, I'm actually I'm good. You yeah. know, I, I'm good right now. Yeah. Um, not, not like I don't need you, but kind of, I guess at yeah. the same time. Yeah. Um, right. and so, so to be able to be like, hey, actually, actually, like I'm really great right now, but still like, Lord, like I need you, like, you know, um, bring yeah. me wherever you want. Yeah. So good to have that openness. And it's yeah. not always, I don't think we always set out to say it. No, I'm not open, but it just sort of naturally over time when we stay in the same spot or we're not challenged, we can easily kind of slip into that. And I would say that's sort of what happened here for me, at least it was, Oh, yeah, that's right. I am. I am. I am obedient. I am supposed to be obedient. I am supposed to be open to what God is calling. And right now, He's calling me to do this thing that is different than what I was planning on doing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's great. Um, you you kind of talked about it a little bit, but maybe what was the hardest part about leaving? Yeah, hardest part about leaving was definitely the people. Uh, just leaving the people that I came to love. I think that's been the case in both moves. Um. Hopefully it'll be the case always, uh, in, in a sense, I think. Um, yeah, I just had some really strong friendships that developed in four years, and people that I felt very comfortable with, um, felt very comfortable with the staff, with the, um, the dynamics of the parishes, um, loved the rural life. It's a little quieter, a little slower. I think here, um, just by the fact that you're in a bigger community, you're c- competing in a sense with, other things going on like sports there's more sports more activities more so i feel like that's going to be a challenge probably karen could speak to that more directly um just the fact that our kids our families are going to be busier here i think just by the the fact that there's more to do um that's a challenge um so the rural life is a little bit simpler a little bit quieter a little bit more focused on like the parish is the center of people's lives in in many ways and uh, that's beautiful to see um, I don't know if that's true here or not. I guess I'll find out. But um, yeah, did I answer the yeah. question? Yeah, okay. that's great. That's great. Um, uh, what is something that you're um, maybe most excited for yeah. coming coming here? Yeah, I think I'm most excited to see where people are, meet people, 
um, kind of know their stories, uh, and then walk with them towards Christ. You know, what, what does that look like for our parishes? What does that look like for us as a community? Um, I see a lot of potential for for that, and um, yeah, I think I think I just love I love seeing people encounter Christ in a deep way in a way that changes their life. I, I love seeing that transition from um, whether you want to call it lukewarm to on fire for the faith or nothing, having no faith to suddenly becoming interested in the faith and the church. Um, I love experiencing healing with people when they maybe have been away from the church or have had a hard time with the church for different reasons. And for whatever reason, they there's an opportunity for healing, and I love watching that and seeing that and see what God does in people's lives. So as a priest, you get to kind of get a little window into those things, into people's lives, and so that's always exciting. And um, so, yeah, those would be some things I hope to hope to see, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this is kind of a very, um, I mean, maybe like a different year for like pastoral assignments than mm-hmm. most years because there was so many changes. Yeah. There's like right. eight priest moves mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. Um, which, you know, a lot of it's happening too because of all the, the, the like big kind of shift with in bishops right now too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with um, Father Peter becoming Bishop Peter and, you know, mm-hmm. moving and all, all, like all these different things. Yeah. So like how, how I guess, um, from your viewpoint, do you see like the shift in the diocese, yeah. or how do you see this like impacting the diocese? Yeah, it's a big, uh, yeah, very interesting because this is what I've been told and I've heard others say, and maybe even Father Jim might have alluded to it. I can't remember, but you know, I think it was early May at least. Whenever before Father Peter was named bishop, there weren't going to be any moves. Yeah, yeah, you know, and which wouldn't be. Super unusual. I mean, Bishop Serbo was kind of more keep guys where they are, it seemed like. I mean, I never sat down and said, what's your philosophy on priest moves? But that seemed to be what his philosophy was, like uh, not path of leaf resistance necessarily, but um, oops, my phone. Uh, so I think his philosophy was let guys be stable. If things are going well, don't change them. And maybe that's most bishops way of looking at it. I don't know. Um, uh, so to have this many guys moving all of a sudden now is kind of like, well, I, th- I, th- I think, I don't know for sure, but I, my thought is probably Father Jim was looking at it and saying, okay, we got a new bishop coming in. Let's set the, the playing field so that he can succeed is probably what he was going for. Um, there would obviously be, <laughs> maybe people aren't aware of this, but there's there'd be priests or people who would say, well, I don't agree with what was done or what was whatever. And okay, you know, there's obviously different ways of looking at all these things, but I think that's what he was going for. Um, you know, bringing Father Tony, Father Seth here to Duluth, I think, and myself and all the priests that left, um, it changes the landscape here especially. I think uh, Father Seth and Father Tony work well together, um, and they're both kind of on the east side, and they're in school parishes parishes that are part of Stellamaris, I guess, or however you want to say that. I guess we're all part of Stellamaris. But um, I think that's really going to change 
the dynamic here in Duluth. It'll be interesting to see how they work with Father Rich and the new bishop uh, to kind of uh, be part of the, the board and everything. Um, other other parishes, you know, yeah, every, every time you change a, a priest out, um, it's kind of a new thing. And hopefully, I'm as I look at the changes that are out there, I don't think there should be any places where, where they experience whiplash, you know, like super big different uh, ecclesiology or ways of looking at the church or how they look at liturgy or whatever. There'll be some changes, right? Everybody, every priest has a little bit of a preference or whatever. But I think for the most part, the changes are, there's going to be some continuity in it. And that's kind of the beauty, I would say, of our presbyter right now is most of our priests are, um, they get along, they they have little differences, but they, they get along and they, they would approach things in, in similar ways, which is good. And sometimes you have priests who have very different way of looking at the church. You know, uh, a simple example would be, you know, uh, and, and this is not a political statement by any means, but, you know, um, some priests would have uh, sort of gone for the architecture model of more modern or whatever and, and, and more into that sort of thing. And the tabernacle, often a side chapel like, like, like that. And then uh, other priests, and I would put myself in this category, more traditional look on uh, architecture and put the, the tabernacle should be at the center of the church. And whether you agree with that or not, it can be a little bit of a whiplash if you get one guy come in and he does he looks at it one way and the other guy comes in and looks at it a different way. Parishes can experience that like, like whoa, we, we were told this is how it's supposed to be and now we're told this. So I don't know, if, does that make sense yeah. what I'm talking about? Um, yeah. So that, that whether it's liturgical whiplash or just pastoral or whatever, there can be a little bit of that sometimes like, whoa, this is, I didn't, I'm not used to this, or it's it's an adjustment for us, or or even for the priest. Sometimes it can be an adjustment. Like the people have been trained in a certain way, and so how do I work with them for who they are and where they are, and not just come in and bulldoze them, you know, like with what I think or what what I think is true or whatever. So it, it's a balancing act, and I think it takes both parties, both the people and the priests, kind of have to adapt to each other, and that takes time. And depending on the the, the, the flavor or the character of, of both, it might look a little different. So, yeah, I'll be interested to see how that plays out here for myself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think that's, that's something that, um, maybe not as like, I don't know, like kind of like the elephant in the room for like everyone. Cause they're like trying yeah. to like feel, feel everyone out and be yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> how does father look at these things? How does, how do these people look at these things? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and with a new bishop too. I mean, that's another whole level of leadership. Yeah. What kind of vision is he going to have? Um, you know, sometimes there's a big sort of push to like do certain things, and other times it's just keep doing what you're doing. And I don't know what Bishop Malloy is going to, Michael Malloy is going to, um, what his ideas will be. So it'll be interesting to see when he comes officially in October, I think he'll be here before then at some point in some capacity, but I don't know exactly what that will look like, but yeah, that'll definitely be something that will unfold as well. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's kind of a, a crazy time for the diocese of Duluth right now. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Pre- priests moving all over the place and new Bishop coming in. Right. Yeah. Um, and especially, I mean, I, at the same time, kind of getting out of bankruptcy. Right. Yeah. So it'll, yeah, it could kind of be, hopefully, there's, there'll be a lot of room for like opportunity. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I yeah. think there is, and I think 
um, definitely for all the priests, that was like a, like, we're so glad to be done with bankruptcy, even though things are tight right now and we got to kind of regroup in a sense, but like that was such a weight that we carried and, and, uh, I don't know, it was, it was, it was good to get to the other side of that finally last summer, fall, whenever that was. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's crazy thinking about like, okay, fine. We, we finally got through this. Like we can kind of, you know, maybe find, find the status quo mm-hmm. and then, and then Bishop Serva died. And, and then, yeah. and then, I mean, everything that's happened since then. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's just dominoes. crazy. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. So hopefully, and I mean, I guess not that the goal is to have like a status quo or some place of like comfort, but yeah. it's nice to have that from time to time. Yeah. Stability is good. Yeah. You know, the, there's certain religious orders that take a vow of stability, meaning they, they stay in their monastery or, or whatever. And, uh, there's a certain goodness to that. You know, sometimes it, uh, it, it can be a problematic because then change in a monastery can be very, takes a long time because basically you have to wait for those people who don't want to change to either die or leave or whatever. That could be that could be a, a hard thing to go through. But um, in a parish, in a diocese, it's, the change is a little, happens quicker because um, there's, there, there's not that stability in, in that sense, in that same sense. But yeah, I've been... Uh, Asking Bishop Serber to pray for us, like when I when I heard I was finally moving here, I, I said, Bishop, you gotta help me. You gotta help me to know what to do and how to do it. So um, I think he's he's able to pray for us. I would say at this point. So yeah. Well, thank you, Father, for your insight. And I mean, it's yeah, it's a crazy time yeah. right now. I think I mean just in the world. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's so many things going on in there. Um. So so you know something that um. Yeah, you know, hopefully we can create a, that kind of stability here yeah. for people. You know, yeah. um, kind of like when when Jesus um, named Peter, Peter is like, you know, you're a rock. You know, right. you are a rock, and on on this rock I, or you're Peter, and on this rock I build my church. To kind of, you know, we we have that idea of having that like you know rock, that stability, mm-hmm. and that you know our parishes can be that stability, right. and which makes it hard. Like these times make it hard for for the church to be the stability because some people, you know, you can't even come to church sometimes. So, yeah, yeah, um, right. so it definitely is a weird spot, yeah. but, um, right. Yeah, no, it's our, our spiritual life, our spiritual journey is ultimately, I would say as Catholics, it's at the heart of who we are. And so when there's upheaval in that journey or that experience, it can unsettle the rest of our lives, you know, and, and uh, I think if we're close to the church right now, we're experiencing that. Um, if we're not so connected to our church, then maybe it doesn't bother us, but it's something that should, right? You know, so that uh, that stability that we seek on the parish level is always a good thing to, to strive for, I think. So, yeah. Hmm. Great. Well, thank you again, Father, and thank you all for listening, and... We will catch you again next week. All right.